Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yorana. And welcome to the Travel Show. I'm Larry Gelwigs, the getaway guru, joined by John Potter, the Disney dog himself. And we are coming to you today from the beautiful island of Raiatea, deep in Polynesia and the heart of French Polynesia. We've been joined by 300 of our Travel Show family listeners on a two-week cruise we set sail from Honolulu, what, about a little over, about 10 days ago. Yeah. On May 19th, we boarded the beautiful Norwegian Spirit, one of the ships of the Norwegian Cruise Line. And we visited Oahu, Maui, Kauai, and the Big Island. And then one of the highlights for me, John, was the four days of open ocean. Some of them sailing, we sailed through the Tuamotus. Mm -hmm. which is a collection of uh, 82 islands. Most all of them are uninhabited and just idyllic. It's everything you dream the South Seas to be. Then ventured into the Society Islands. Our first landfall in four days is Raiatea. Yes, and this was my first time sailing over the equator, and that was a fun experience. Yeah, because they announce it. Yes. You know, we're sailing over, we're now in the southern hemisphere. Yes. Which means that in a moment, we go from springtime to fall. Yes, it's it's lovely here in the fall. Yeah, there's no real fall foliage <laughs> on the palm trees. No. But, uh, you know, the seasons are reversed. The native greeting last week was aloha. Mm-hmm. The native greeting here is Yorana, which is the equivalent of Aloha. Uh, Raiatea is an interesting island. Uh, you know, all of these, well, most of French Polynesia are volcanic islands, which means you have these dramatic mountains. One of my favorites we'll be visiting in a couple of days is on the island of Moorea. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, there's two bays there. There is a Cook's Bay, where uh, named after Captain Cook. Mm-hmm. But at the other bay, you have a mountain. Now think back to the 1958 uh, uh, movie, South Pacific, with Mitzi Gaynor, mm-hmm. the legendary uh, Bali island. High. Bali High. Oh, boy, that was awful. Yes. Uh, thank you. Uh, but the legendary, you know, the Forbidden Island. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, uh, the real mountain used as the inspiration for Bali High is there on the island of Moorea. Yes. And we'll see it. Mm-hmm. It's just absolutely spectacular. Um, so, Raiatea is, is mountainous. It's a heavily jungled mountain. One of my favorite spots is a temple, which I'm going to be going to later today. 
it's a morning here. You know what's nice about Tahiti? It's the same time zone as Hawaii. Yes. So we're four hours different. It's what uh, a, a little bit after eleven in uh, in the studio in Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. Well, do your math. It's a little bit after seven. Seven here. Here yeah. and, and the we're sun up is early, up. perky, it ready is, to go. It is. You know what I I love about uh, the South Pacific are the sunrises and sunset. Oh, they're beautiful. It just electrifies the sky. You know, people ask me all the time, Larry, you've been everywhere. You know, I used to count the countries that I visited, and I stopped years ago at 100. And they say, what's your favorite place? And I can't answer that with one answer. I always have to ask, what is the purpose of the trip? If you're looking for absolute scenic beauty that explodes the senses, can't be captured on a photograph, my answer is French Polynesia. Oh, absolutely. It is It is sensory overload. The hues of green and blue and the shades of color, simply you can't get them on a photograph. I've never seen a picture that does it justice. It just does. So here in Ra'iatea, I'm going to make my way to a temple. I'll go up in a small boat, a canoe or something, up a, it's a, it's kind of a small river, to a temple site that dates back, you know, thousands of years ago. The original name of the island of Raiatea by the natives was Hawaii. We would spell it in English phonetically, H-A-V-A apostrophe I. They, of course, had no written language. The Europeans brought that uh, as a written language. It's all vowels, too, isn't it? It is. (laughs) Anyway, that's where the ocean-going voyages would start at the temple, be blessed by the priest, and the temple is Hawaii. And uh, anyway, we're having a great time. Now, looking back, we're into what our, I think our 10th day, calendar mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. What have been some of the highlights of the cruise for you, John? Food. Thank you very, very much. Very good food. No, the whole ship. I mean, this ship was undergoing renovation when the pandemic hit. We are on the second official sailing of this ship. It's like brand new. Yeah, since it went through the whole renovation. And so the ship is just absolutely beautiful. But I love cruising. I've loved every minute of this cruise. You know, I think Norwegian uh, does such a good job. Uh, They they have plenty of included options, but they also have specialty dining. And they have a program called Free at Sea that was in place when we booked this that got you free Wi-Fi, free open bar, uh, free shore excursion credits, and free specialty dining. Now, they have an Italian restaurant. They I think my two favorite on board the Norwegian Spirit or any Norwegian cruise ship mm-hmm. is the Tempenyaki. Think mm-hmm. Benihana of Tokyo. Same yes. thing. I've got a reservation there later this week. Do you? I do. Uh, are you going to invite me? We'll see. Oh, uh, thank you. Depends on how nice. Uh, I'm f- so nice, John. You're looking so <laughs> suave today. Uh, and secondly is I think maybe my – I don't know. I think probably my favorite is Cagney Steakhouse. Mine too. think it's a Ruth Chris wannabe. Yes. And I always get the giant shrimp cocktail. You don't get uh, that. No. See, John's favorite seafood is a T-bone. Yes. Um, and uh, it just m- makes for it. And so we have all of our – it's really all-inclusive. All of our mm-hmm. drinks included, specialty dining, free shore excursion credits, 
free Wi-Fi, and that's something you want down here. Oh, yes. Uh, it's, it is added to it. So uh, let's see. Tomorrow we go to Bora Bora, don't we? Yes. Now, James Mishner, the famous uh, author, said that um, Bora Bora was the single most beautiful island in the world. And it's surrounded by these beautiful uh, lagoons. Mm -hmm. My favorite activity on Bora Bora uh, is a jet ski. Mm -hmm. Now, think you've got the island. You've got the lagoon, which means that the lagoon waters are calm. Then you have open ocean. Right. And you get on this jet ski, and you go completely around the island. And you can stop at a little uh, motu mm-hmm. or island. Um, now, while Bora Bora is probably the most beautiful island in the world, to me, the, the single most beautiful spot here in all of Polynesia is Opanohu Bay and on the island beautiful. of Moorea. Now, that's the one that I said had the Bali High Mountain. Yes. So you have the two great bays, Opanohu Bay and Cook's Bay. Now, I, I, I've never figured this one out because Cook's Bay was named after Captain Cook on his South Pacific voyage, the mm-hmm. English explorer. But he didn't first anchor in Cook's Bay. He anchored in Opanohu Bay. Right. And why is that? So what what's really fun to do is uh, circle the island. There's one road. If you get lost on Morea, properly pronounced Moorea, you really shouldn't be out in public on your own. That's right. There's one road that circles the island, and then there's one side road that goes up to Mount Belvedere, which is ha- is right in between the two bays. Cooks and Opanohu are right next to each other. Mm-hmm. And you have these absolutely stunning views of the South Seas and the lagoons and the bays. And on the way up, we want to stop at a marae, M-A-R-A-E, a marae. And the marae is an ancient temple dating back thousands of years. The ruins and things are still there. Well, we're having a great time. Uh, (laughs) We're eating very well. We're eating our way through Polynesia. You know, I keep saying, Larry, portion control. Well, that didn't last one day. No. Oh, that looks good. We got to yeah. try that. Slurp, slurp, slurp. Um, listen, I'd like to invite you to join me on my YouTube travel channel, youtube.com forward slash getaway guru, youtube.com forward slash getaway guru. We posted over 50 travel videos. I'd love to have you view them. And uh, yeah, I'm on them. You can see why people tell me I have a radio face. Uh, when you see me on the video. We're going to post some from this trip also. Just hit subscribe, youtube.com forward slash getaway guru. When we come back, we have an airline pilot's travel suggestions. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? 
I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. And welcome to the Travel Show. I'm Larry Gelwicks, the getaway guru, joined by John Potter, the Disney dog himself. Today, we are in the deep in the South Pacific on the island of Raiatea in French Polynesia. And the native greeting in the Tahitian language is Yorana. And I love the way they say thank you. Maruru. Mm-hmm. Spelled M-A-R-U-U apostrophe R-U. It was was much better in Hawaii when we could just say Mahala. Mahala? Where are you from, Texas? Uh, See, I'm already in Tahiti. That's right. (laughs) Okay, well, Yorana and welcome to the Travel Show. The Travel Show is sponsored by Norwegian Cruise Lines, home of Freestyle Cruising, and Morris Columbus Travel. We are aboard the beautiful and recently renovated, it's like brand spanking new, Norwegian spirit. We're on a two-week cruise with 300 of our travel show listeners. We boarded the ship, what, 10 days ago on May 19th. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and, and excuse me, in Honolulu on our way to Tahiti. Tahiti will be our last stop. We're on Raiatea today. We'll visit some other islands here in the Society Islands and make our way to the fabled island of Tahiti. John, how long have you been in uh, employed in the travel industry? 27 years. Good night. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm old. <laughs> yes, you are. But I got I'm not much, as old as you. Your hair is starting to show some gray. Oh, it is. Every Thank day you. is grayer. Thank you very much. Uh, now, you're often asked for travel advice mm-hmm. every day, mm-hmm. uh, whether you're at work or not. You're asked for travel advice. Let's talk about airline travel airport experience what are some of what are some of the best travel tips that you give people regarding airline travel and you know uh, navigating airports well i would say the number one thing is be to the airport early especially now yes uh, with all the security measures and the new salt lake airport the long walk if you're in terminal b um, get to the airport plenty of time. You don't want to miss your flight. They're not going to hold the flight because you're not there. You will be left. We're not that important. We're not that important. So yeah. I would say get to the airport plenty early. And then I would say be ready when you get to that security checkpoint. When you get to the security checkpoint is not the time to start rearranging your check-on or your Taking carry-on bag. Taking your coat off. I- exactly. Those knee-high boots that you yeah, always wear. Right. By the time I get to the place, I've got everything out of my pockets in my carry-on bag, including my cell phone. I'm ready to go. It just 
the bag goes in, and I walk through security. It's very now, easy. Now, I'll give you an insider secret to TSA security. There's two type of security monitors that you walk through. One is the body scan where you lift your hands up mm -hmm. and someone sees you on natural. <laughs> well, kind of. Yeah, it's anyway. Yeah. It's shaded. Uh, the other is the metal detector. Always choose the metal detector. About five people or more can walk through a metal detector in the same amount of time that one person does the body scan. Yes. And it's just, I mean, look for that, um, for that. You know, um, I read an interesting article from a travel magazine. There was an article written by a commercial airline pilot who just retired after 40, some 40 years. And he said, here are his travel suggestions for airline flights and navigating airports. He said, never book a trip with a connecting flight unless it's absolutely necessary. Uh, nonstop is always the way to go. Now, sometimes, John, there's such a price difference between a nonstop and a connecting. Is there, there is, is there a price point for your travel where you say, I will give up the nonstop for the connecting flight? I'd say probably $100, $125, something like that. Yeah. Mine probably is 200 plus. Mm -hmm. I just... I just want to jump on board with that. Uh, now, he says, if you have to connect, don't book a connecting flight. That's the last flight of the day. Instead, as a backup, make sure, make sure there's always at least one flight after that. Uh, if you can, start the day with connecting flights early to mid-morning. Why this advice? Well, if you get stranded, you aren't going to get out that night. No. If your flight gets canceled or delayed. And there's what they call rolling delays. Mm -hmm. As the day rolls on, you know, the flight from, say, uh, from Dallas to Kansas City is delayed, which then that flight was going to go Kansas City to New York. It's delayed. It just keeps a rolling uh, delay. And people say that all the time. They'll say the delays because of weather. They look out and it's a sunny day. Well, there's no weather here. No, there isn't. But where the plane's coming from or where it's been, yes, there was weather. You know, avoid parking at the airport. Oh, I agree with the, that one. The airport fees are outrageous. I, I always park at Park and Jet, 20% discount. You can get a 20% discount coupon uh, from uh, Morris Columbus Travel if you forget to have it. Just tell them you want the Columbus Travel discount at Park and Jet. And you get a free car wash there, too. Yeah. They pick you up at your car. Now, you know, no, nothing wrong with Salt Lake Airport parking, but you'll park your car, schlep your bags to a pickup point. And during the snow and the winter, that's a real problem. And I've been on several, come home and waiting for the Park and Jet shuttle and watch the airport parking bus with a line 30 miles long. And I'm on the bus to Park and Jet in just a matter of minutes. Yeah. Now, TSA pre-check, I hate to do this because the pre-checks are getting longer and longer. They and are. I want them to myself. And we both have those. Yes. But I say sign up for the pre-check. Uh, you know, that's $85 for five years. Mm -hmm. But I say go get global entry. 
If you travel internationally, yes. Which is zipped. It's 100 bucks for five years, $15 more. What is that, 3 bucks a year? Yeah. And you get TSA pre-check, and you can zip through. I mean, literally walk through immigration and border control. The other thing I like to do is find smaller airports. Now, you go to Orlando a lot. Have you ever flown into Melbourne? I have not. It's, it's right there. It's not far. Yeah. Uh, you know, Long Beach over LAX. Now, you may need to go to LAX. You may need yeah. to go to MCO Orlando. Yeah. But I like to find the smaller airports. Yes. Um, and it saves me a lot of time. We got lots more on the travel show. We're headed to Europe. And welcome back to the travel show. Of course, Yorana, the native greeting in the Tahitian language. And that's exactly where we are today, deep in Polynesia on the island of Raiatea, making our way in the next few days to Bora Bora, Moorea, and the fabled island of Tahiti. I'm Larry Gelwigs, the getaway guru, joined by John Potter with Morris Columbus Travel. Morris Columbus Travel, one of the sponsors of the travel show, along with Norwegian Cruise Line, on whose ship the Norwegian Spirit, John, you and I, and 300 of our travel show listeners have been, well, it was about 10 days. We, we left yeah. Honolulu in the Northern Hemisphere on, what was it, Thursday, May 19th? May 19th. And today we're in the Southern Hemisphere. How do you describe the beauty of Polynesia. Oh, it's words do not describe it, pictures do not describe it. It needs to be experienced. It really does. Hey, I'm sorry you folks missed this one, but uh, you can join me, and uh, Pluto himself is panting to uh, go with me on this one in January of 2023. Yes. It is a very different itinerary. And quite frankly, I've never seen this itinerary in my 43 years in the travel industry. I've seen parts of it here and there, mm -hmm. but never this one. It, the journey to the heart of Polynesia, January 14 to 26 of next year, 2023. We will be sailing round trip from Auckland, New Zealand, and visit Samoa. Fiji, Tonga, and New Zealand. That is the heart of Polynesia. We make two different stops, uh, Apia and Pango Pango in Samoa. In Fiji, two different stops uh, in uh, uh, Suva, at, which is the capital city, and mm -hmm. Lautoka. I mean, it's just craziness. Yeah. And then on to Tonga, known as the Friendly Islands. Now, you see cruise ships from time to time make a one-off stop mm -hmm. in Fiji. Rarely do they go to Samoa, and almost never do you see a cruise ship to Tonga. I've never seen a cruise ship stop in Tonga, ever in my career. Yeah, and you know, the U.S. State Department rates this part of the world as one of the safest places in all the world. And you'll never find friendlier people. Oh, at, at each stop. Yeah. Uh, throughout, so New Zealand, Samoa, Fiji, and Tonga with Celebrity Cruise Lines. Now, that's a premier cruise oh, line. very nice cruise line. They do a great job. They won the uh, Gold Award uh, 
for the best premium cruise line. Uh, they won the from L.A. Travel Magazine the best cruise line award. You'd probably dispute that with Disney, <laughs> but we'll give that to. No, they're a great line, aren't they? they Celebrity, really are. yes. January fourteenth to the twenty-sixth. I will be your personal host and tour guide. We will be offering a pre-cruise option to stay a couple of days on the North Island, oh, and you have do, to do. We that. do some exploring uh, right there. Now. What we are seeing, Google just released a report showing an absolute tsunami surge in clicks and inquiries to all things Europe. Mm -hmm. Europe is one of the really popular destinations this year and even for next year people are booking. Well, it really hasn't been much going on there in the last two years, so I think it's pent up demand and wanting to get there. The most popular European destination for Americans remains the UK. Well, they speak the language. Thank you. Well, Badly, but they speak yeah, it. A form of the language. Uh, one of our favorite people, Abby Bunnell, a well-known radio uh, personality in Utah with station KNRS, which, by the way, is where we originated uh, this uh, program. As you know, the travel show is syndicated now throughout the Intermountain West, Texas, and Florida, and we have more stations joining our family. How do you describe Abby? She, she is taking, every year she takes a group to England, Wales, and Scotland. She is English herself. Mm -hmm. How do you describe Abby's personality? Oh, fun-loving, very proper. When she speaks, it is so proper. Proper English. It really is, and fun. She's a lot of fun and very caring towards other people. She very is the caring. ultimate tour host. And one of the most delightful women I've ever known in my life. Well, you'll start out in London, off to Windsor Castle. But what, what I love is the going up into the Cotswolds. This is what you imagine jolly old England to be. And uh, uh, a visit to her hometown of Audlam. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if they do it every year, but... The first time she went, even the second time, it's just it's a wee village. Yeah. And as the bus pulled in, the local citizens had lined up with small American flags waving. Yes. And everywhere you go in this village of Audlam, uh, they have one pub. Now, don't confuse an English pub with some sleazy bar. No. It's a family restaurant. Sure, they serve alcohol there. Uh, they have a bar there, but it's a it's a family restaurant. It's a wonderful environment, mm -hmm. and you'll you'll meet all of her friends. You'll get into uh, uh, Wales, and I think you'll get to meet her father and her sister. Yes, as well. yes, yes. And you know, Wales. Think of the movie "How Green Was My Valley." Mm -hmm. You still see those row houses, and then on to um, Loch Lomond and Edinburgh, uh, pro not Edinburgh, Edinburgh. Uh -huh. uh, properly pronounced. The dates on this is September of this year. Uh, departure out of the U.S. If you go with the group September 21st, and you will finish uh, the tour on September the 30th. Now, we have that, that's England, Scotland, and Wales. Every year, Mark Faldmo with Morris Columbus Travel takes a group to Ireland. And it is back-to-back. Back. Most people do both of them. It's like you're in the neighborhood. Right. Where do I find the details of both Abby Bunnell's 
England, Scotland, and Wales, and Mark Falmo's Ireland tour. We've got mmetours.com, and it's also on columbusvacations.com. So go to your favorite choice, and it's in both locations. All right. Um, it's time for the educational segment of the travel show. It's where I'm trying to upgrade our vocabulary. Um, I want to talk about demonics. Okay. No, I wish you could have seen the look of, okay. <laughs> a dim, a, High school English was yes. a long time ago, Larry. Uh, Dr. Gelwix uh, will now give an instruction on demonyms. A demonym is any name derived from a place that helps describe the people who live there. For example, a de Californians is a demon dem demonym of people who live in California. Mm -hmm. Frenchmen, a demonym of those who live in France. So how do the people from the Netherlands are called Dutch? <laughs> Yeah, I I am not sure. Now on think there. about that. So before we dig into this demonym of Dutch, we've got to talk about several terms. Since we're talking about Europe, mm -hmm. Holland, the Netherlands, and Dutch. The old English word cousin to Dutch. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Which simply meant the people. That helps explain why Germany is not Dutchland, but Deutschland in German. That word describes the people. Well, over time, English-speaking people used the word Dutch, which meant the people or nation in Old English, to describe people from both the Netherlands and Germany, and now just the Netherlands today. Um, specifically, the phrase High Dutch referred to people from the mountainous area of what is now southern Germany. Low Dutch referred to the people from the flatlands, which is now the Netherlands. Within the Holy Roman Empire, John, we're going back a lot of years here. Yes, we are. The Holy Roman Empire, the word Netherlands was used, to uh, used when they became a formal separate country in 1815. They became the kingdom of the Netherlands. See, nether in the in the Holy Roman Empire meant low lying, which is the uh, Holland today, mm -hmm. and land, of course, was was a region. So during the time of the Holy Roman Empire occupation, nether meant the lowlands of what is now uh, the Netherlands. You know, mm -hmm. Amsterdam and and all of that. Mm -hmm. where the highlands, of course, were part of uh, Germany. So over time, now Holland, which literally meant the woodland and what the English people called the northern people, Holland, simply became a, uh, a, another name for it. It specifically, there are two 
provinces, the northern, the North Holland, and southern Holland. So Netherlands comes from the Holy Roman Empire, Nether being the low-lying lands. Holland comes from the Old English because they said it was the North Holland and South Holland, and that's how we got it. And Dutch comes back from the Old English referring to the people who lived in Germany and what is now the Netherlands. Now, if that is as clear as mud, how about the expression, go Dutch? You know, you're going to go out to dinner, let's go Dutch? Mm -hmm. Well, that came from the English. The English, of course, looking down upon the world. They, they would negotiate with the people of the Netherlands over trade routes. And the, the Netherlands were so good at negotiating, and they said squeezing blood out of a penny, they just referred to them as, you take your route, I'll take ours, you, we'll go Dutch. The Dutch are cheap. Mm. Now, I don't mean that offensively. That's right. what the English called them. Yeah. So that's where the phrase, go Dutch, came from, that you're so cheap you won't buy my meal. So I don't want you to go Dutch. I don't want that term to apply to you. You can buy my lunch today. Oh, that's big of you, Larry. Of course, on the cruise ship, that's not a problem. Yep, so I'm happy to do it. Thank you uh, very, very much. Now, I have a question I want you to be thinking about. We're going to talk about in, in this uh, particular show is if you could live anywhere outside of Disneyland, any, any foreign country, don't answer it now. I want mm -hmm. you to think about that because we're asked all the time, what is your favorite place? And I've already said, for sheer scenic beauty, it's French Polynesia. For, for me, history, you can't beat Europe and the Middle East. Yeah. For an adventure, it's the Great Migration Safari in Kenya, only the months of July, August, and September. But my one favorite place to live, when we come back, I'll be telling you more about that. And, of course, from the dog himself, a Disney update here on The Travel Show. Welcome back to The Travel Show. I'm Larry Gelwicks, the getaway guru, joined by John Potter with Morris Columbus Travel. One of the sponsors of our show, the other is none other than Norwegian Cruise Line, the home of freestyle cruising. And that's where we are today, on the beautiful island of Raiatea, deep in the heart of Polynesia. And we've had a wonderful cruise, John. We've got 300 of our radio show listeners. We're on the 10th day of a two-week cruise. We just arrived uh, this morning on the island of Raiatea. We're, we're four hours earlier than Salt Lake City, three hours from the West Coast six hours from our listeners in Florida. But what's nice about French Polynesia is the time zone is the same as Hawaii. It is. And so you're not crossing the international dateline where your body gets all whacked out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're not the other side of the world. From Los Angeles to Honolulu, it is a five-and-a-half-hour flight. Mm -hmm. From Seattle to Honolulu, which I flew on to get to Honolulu last week, it is a six-hour and five-minute flight. Yeah. L.A. to, Honol to uh, Tahiti is just over eight hours. Yeah. Now, that's another 
two hours from going to Honolulu. But as I tell people, you're in another world, an enchanted world, but you're not on the other side of the moon. The flight is not so long that it is disruptive. No. No, it's beautiful. What's going on with Disney, John? Well, for those of you that have Disney Plus uh, subscription, uh, the streaming service that Disney offers, you can get a discount at select Walt Disney World Resort hotels. You can get, uh, this is for visits between July 8th and September 30th. You can save 25% on deluxe rooms or deluxe resort villas, which are the condos. Or you can save 20% at the moderate resort or at the cabins at the Fort Wilderness. And then 15%. Now this is all Florida. All Florida. Or you can save 15% at the value resorts. And so you have to prove that you are a subscriber to Disney+. Plus. But uh, it's a great way to save some money. And anytime you do Disney, it's expensive. So every penny you can save adds up. Yeah. Now, to prove you're a Disney Plus, what, bring an invoice or a bill? or You have to submit uh, your Disney account number, which is usually your email address. And then they go in and verify, yes, you do oh, have an account. And what's the savings? Uh, up to 25%. That's a pretty good deal. That's not bad at all. That's a good deal. Now, I want to turn my uh, attention from Florida and the South Pacific to Alaska. Mm -hmm. First of all, we're seeing a, a surge in bookings for Alaska. What has surprised me is usually when you have such a surge of interest, prices spike. Yeah. And we've seen some spikes on selective dates, but i got to tell you, the Alaska pricing for a cruise I'm talking about right. is still one of the best bargains I've seen in years. Why do you think the prices still are remaining so low and affordable? I think what it is is a lot of the cruise lines have brought in more ships than they usually have. And bigger have, ships. And bigger. So they've got a lot more space to fill, and so they're not filling as quickly just for those two reasons. Now, you really have two Alaska cruise itineraries, what I call the sailing round trip from Seattle and the north-south run, which is Vancouver to Anchorage or Anchorage back to Vancouver. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, if you're going to do a pre or post up at Denali or Fairbanks, you have to do the north-south. Right. Um, they really only differ in about one day and one aspect. All of them, both the round-trip Seattle and the north-south, will have some combination of Juneau, Ketchikan, Ketchikan, Skagway, maybe Sitka, Icy Straits. Not all of them, but right. some combination of them. Both of them will have the inside passage. And they will all visit a glacier. And they'll all visit the glacier. Now, typically, on the round-trip Seattle, you'll have one glacier day. Yes. Typically, on the north-south, you'll have two glacier days. And what I really like are the ones that visit College Fjord. Mm -hmm. Thirteen glaciers are viewed while you're in the fjord. Think Norway. Yeah. Now, and they call it College Fjord because they've named them after famous college. There's the Harvard Glacier, the Yale Glacier. I haven't seen a BYU Glacier, Utah State, Utah, University of Texas, or um, they're usually the Ivy League schools. Yeah, they are. Or, or University of Miami mm -hmm. Glacier. Yeah. But I, I really love College Fjord. Um, 
your airfare up to on the north south generally runs a little bit more, mm -hmm. but the cruise prices on the north south are generally a little bit less. Yeah. I find it evens itself out. Mm -hmm. Now you take an annual group to Alaska. I do. And you, why do you love? You always go in September. Why is that? You have a greater chance of seeing the northern lights. All right. Here's a trivia question. Mm -hmm. What months do the northern are, are, are there northern lights? January through December. That's correct. I thought I was going to get you on mm -hmm. that. But what months can you see them? Usually September through March, April time I frame. really thought I was going to get you. <laughs> yes, I know my northern lights. Yeah, the northern lights shine year-round, or uh, excuse me, are there year-round. Yeah. But when you have 24 hours of sunshine, <laughs> you simply can't see them. All right, I got you. Hey, yeah. we got 30 seconds left. About your cruise, the dates uh -huh. and the price is nuts. Yeah, September 16th to the 23rd, we're on Royal Caribbean this year. Great ship, Ovation of the Seas. Rates starting at just $686 per person. Plus tax. Plus tax. And airfare. Love to have you join me. We've got more on the travel show. And yes, we're coming to you from Raiatea in French Polynesia. Yorana, and welcome to The Travel Show. The Travel Show is sponsored every weekend by Morris Columbus Travel, the travel experts where you travel more and pay less, and Norwegian Cruise Line, which we are sailing aboard the beautiful Norwegian Spirit. We're in day 10 of our two-week cruise from Honolulu to Tahiti with a group of Travel Show listeners. We wish that you were here but you can join us on some of our future adventures. Yorana, the native greeting in French Polynesia. Uh, John, um, why do people have such a love affair with San Francisco? I think it is just the history. Everybody wants to ride the cable car in San Francisco. Uh, the whole Fisherman's Wharf area, it's just... They've heard about it all their life. San Francisco, San Francisco. I think it's just a big draw. It really is. You know, that's my hometown. I grew up there. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I have yet to see a Larry Gelwick statue in town. Well, you obviously haven't been to the uh, ghetto. <laughs> uh, I love San Francisco. I mean, they're all crazy down. I mean, they are certifiably <laughs> nuts yes. in San Francisco. But uh, I still have a love affair with the city. The problem that I have with Los Angeles is no matter where I want to go, I have to jump on the 405, and it's two hours away. You mean the 405 parking lot? Thank you very much. San Francisco, it's easy to get around. And by the way, if, you, if you're there for a visit and you want to get on the cable car, don't buy a one-way ticket. It's like 8 bucks mm -hmm. for, what is it, six? Uh, no, $14. You can buy an all-day pass that includes not only the cable cars, but the trolley cars. Yes, there is a difference. It's uh, The trolley cars are electric powered. The cable cars are pulled by an underground cable. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the city bus is called the Muni, M-U-N-I. Uh, the Muni, short for municipal. And you have an all-day pass. And yeah. it's not 24 hours, it's calendar day. Uh, I, I always look forward to getting back one of the best travel opportunities I do once a year, it's a Pacific Coast, Golden Gate, and Canada cruise and tour. 
we sail in the fall, fall foliage, from Vancouver to Los Angeles. And look at this itinerary. We leave this year, September 25th. Mm -hmm. We get back October the 2nd. But we'll start in Vancouver and spend the whole day in Victoria, British Columbia. That's Bouchard Garden, the iconic Empress Hotel, the Marina, the Parliament Building. Now, you're going to be stopping in Victoria on your September cruise. Yes. Do you know what day you're going to be there? I will be there on the 22nd of September, just okay, before just, you're there. Yeah, we will be there the 26th. We leave yeah. Vancouver the 25th. What is the difference between your Victoria stay and mine? We're only there for four hours, and it's in the evening. Well, you can see the flowers under floodlights, so that sounds appealing. The Empress Hotel is beautiful when the lights are It on. is. It really is. It really is. By the way, I'm going to let you an insider secret. Uh, there's kind of an absence of restrooms in the downtown area, mm -hmm. you know. And for obvious reasons, the Empress Hotel doesn't want a whole cruise ship walking in their lobby. No. All right, you're, out, you're on the street. Your back is to the marina, the water. Mm -hmm. Okay, you know where I am? Yep. I'm facing the Empress Hotel. If you will go to the door on the far right of the hotel, mm -hmm. it'll lead you right into some restrooms. Yes, I've known that as well. Oh, yeah. You I, find I okay. visited there. Very good. Well, we spend the whole day there, and we go out to the Bouchard Gardens, Scenic Drives, Chinatown, Downtown, Empress Hotel. I'll even direct you to the right-hand side doors. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we follow that rugged Pacific Northwest Coast to Astoria, Oregon. Now, Astoria, Oregon is really cool. It is. It's kind of a quirky, avant-garde community. It's in Lewis and Clark country, some of the most heavily forested country, uh, uh, country in America. There's a trolley that runs through town. And, you know, so many movies, Goonies, Kindergarten Cop, have been filmed there. And the homes are Victorian. It reminds me much of the neighborhoods of San Francisco yeah. with Victorian homes and mansions. Beautiful weather right on the Columbia River. We're actually nine miles up the river with a paddle from the coast. We sail back down to the coast, have a leisurely day at sea, and then sailing right under the Golden Gate Bridge to my hometown, San Francisco. And you know what's cool is we spend two days there. Yes. The ship overnights. And the, and the cruise terminal is about halfway between the ferry building Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Embarcadero and Pier 39, Fisherman's Wharf, Ghirardelli Square, all of that. You can walk to Chinatown if you want. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll be doing a tour in San Francisco, the likes of which you will never, ever get anywhere else. I'm going to take you into neighborhoods. I'll give you the history. I do the commentary. Uh, we cross the Golden Gate Bridge into Marin County, Chinatown, the, the, the Palace of the Legion of Honor, the Palace of Fine Arts which is the 1913 uh, World's Fair, Ocean Beach, Golden Gate Park, uh, my old hangout, the Haight-Ashbury District. Oh, I thought know. that was Alcatraz. Uh, that too. By the way, if you go to Alcatraz, 
All these websites want to sell you tickets. Go to the National Park site. There is one concessionaire that is licensed to sell tickets. And all these other websites will sell you a ticket and add on a fee to it. Mm -hmm. You just go straight to the uh, the official site that will have an NPS, National Park Service, uh, in it. And always get the headset so you can hear the commentary. By the way, from the cruise ship, it's easy walking distance. There's one place and one place only to board the ship out to Alcatraz. And it's a, it's a short walk from our cruise ship. One of the things that's iconic about San Francisco is sourdough bread. Mm -hmm. I, you know, it's different down there. There's some, there's some decent places here in Utah and other states where you can get sour. It's just not the same. And everyone says the yeast is different, um, the temperature, the air temperature, the humidity, the water, everything about it is different. Well, the San Francisco sourdough yeast dates back 170 years. Keeps reproducing itself. There are. I'm going to tell you where to get the best. There's three. There's many, but the three that I like the best is the Tartan Bakery. It's out on Guerrero Street, and you probably won't get there. People every day are lined up on the street to get, they have other pastries too, but to get your loaf of sourdough. Bodine's, which dates back to 1849, they have a location, two locations, uh, one at Fisherman's Wharf in that area and one at Pier 39 and others around the Bay Area. And Acme, now Acme is actually baked in Berkeley, but if you go down to the Ferry Building, you can get an Acme. I think I like Bodine's bread better. I like Acme's crust better. And Tartan is off. The New York Times said it is as close to a bread perfection, the Tartan Bakery, mm -hmm. as you possibly can get anywhere in the world. Well, we'll have a lot of fun there in San Francisco. Now, they changed the itinerary. We were going to leave, have a full day at sea. And then uh, end up in L.A. on October the 2nd. They changed that. And we now have a stop on Catalina Island. We get there in the afternoon, like 3 o'clock, because we are sailing down. Yeah. Uh, and visit. Have you ever been to Catalina Island? I have. That is such a fun place. It really it's, is. It's an island 22 miles off the mainland in sunny California. And what really makes the Catalina beaches truly unique is a special white sand and absolute crystal clear waters. It is so much clearer than what you get, um, you know, say at uh, any of the beaches, Newport Beach or anything like that. And, of course, the Wrigley family mansion there. Oh, yes, that's fun. Uh, now, people ask, well, why is it called Catalina Island? In, the island was first discovered by Europeans in 1602 by the Spanish uh, explorer Vizcaino, who landed there on St. Catherine's Feast Day in honor of St. Catherine of Alexandria. So he named the island Santa Catalina in honor of St. Catherine. Mm -hmm. And that's how it's uh, got the... Uh, it's just a really, really fun. It's part of L.A. County. Yeah. And, um, and of course, the big casino there. Yeah. That's not a gambling casino. No. Uh, but you know what's interesting is the Chicago Cubs, 
trained in spring training from 1921 to 1951 on Catalina Island. Is All this the way going back to the Wrigley family? Yes, it is, because the Wrigleys controlled the island. Yeah. And uh, the, they have a little city there, Avalon. The Avalon's golf course was first built in 1892, making it the oldest course in Southern California. Well, a lot of fun. You can get all the details on the uh, Pacific Coast, Canada, and Golden Gate at mmetours.com. I'll be your personal guide. We're going to have a ball September 25th to October 2nd of this year, mmetours.com. And we come back, we're going to be talking about why cruising is the safest travel option. You're tuned in, turned on, and listening to The Travel Show. Yeah, we spend our weekend with you every week here at this time on this station. I'm Larry Gelwicks, the getaway guru, joined by John Potter, the Disney dog himself. And today, we are on the island of Raiatea in French Polynesia. And we've had a wonderful time here. It, I don't know how to describe the beauty of French Polynesia, John. It just has to be experienced. That's all you can do. You've got to experience it. And as we've talked before, photos don't capture the depth of color. No. They simply cannot do it justice at all. We're aboard the Norwegian Spirit. It's a two-week cruise. We're on day 10. And, of course, my sleek svelte figure uh, has been suffering. Mine as well. Thank you very much. You know, everyone, as we come out of the COVID pandemic, Everyone's properly concerned about safety. Mm -hmm. Why do we consider cruising the safest travel option right now? Well, you know, everybody on board the ship, crew and guests, are vaccinated, fully vaccinated, and tested. Uh, the passengers are tested before they board the cruise. The crew is tested several times during a given cruise. And so you know that everybody on board that ship has been tested, is safe. And you don't know that when you go any other place. What do I know about the people at the grocery store? Yeah, you know At my nothing. church or synagogue, at a ball game, yeah. watching our kids in Little League. Mm -hmm. We know nothing. Nothing at all. About them. Cruising, in my view, is the safest travel option. As we come back, you know, more and more of the ships are sailing. And by the way, at present, ships are not going out full. Not because of lack of demand. The cruise lines are trying to be sure that we stay safe. Most yeah. of them are going out of now about 60%, maybe two-thirds full, mm -hmm. which I think is wonderful because I'm not seeing the lines. No, it's so nice to be able to find an easy table at the buffet. You aren't having to fight I, for I one. just moved my bed up there. Yes, I've noticed that. Thank you for afternoon feeding. Well, as you get ready to cruise again, I think there's some questions that need to be asked before you call Morris Columbus Travel and book your cruise. First of all, are you looking for a specific geographic destination or you just want to get out of Dodge and have a great experience? What do I mean by that? We wanted to see the South Pacific. We're not going to book an Alaska cruise or vice versa. Right. Uh, on the other hand, sometimes we just want to get away. My beautiful wife, Kathy, and I have been married 45 years. She hasn't thrown me out of the house yet. She's had plenty of cod. On our 40th anniversary, we just wanted to get away, and we love cruising. 
It was kind of weird just the two of us going without a group. I felt this need to walk around the ship and organize people. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was saying, you know, I don't really care where we go. It was in April. So I could have done the Mexican Riviera a little early for Alaska. Could have done Hawaii. Um, I could have done uh, some New England or the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. We want to be gone a week. So for me, that was an experience cruise. I don't. I want to go to a cool place. I want it to be a really nice destination, but I don't really care where it is. Mexico, the Caribbean. I just want a good deal on a great ship, and we found one with Norwegian Cruise Line. So make that, is it a destination or experience? Next, uh, are you looking for a family-friendly, like Norwegian Cruise Line, you can bring uh, family on, or adults only, something as Virgin Voyages Mm -hmm. is uh, 18 years of age and older. You want to look carefully at the port times. How long are we really in port? I saw one Alaska cruise where the glacier viewing day was at 6 a.m. because that's the only time they could get a permit to go into the glacier. Well, who's up at 6 a.m.? Me. Thank you very much. Uh, also, the age of the ship. Now, uh, the Norwegian Spirit was built about 20 years ago, 15, 20 years ago, yeah. but was refurbished right at the pandemic. It's been sitting idle. It is brand new. So yeah. the age of the ship and when was it last refurbished or remodeled? Also, the size of the ship. There are mega ships that are over three football fields in length, and others. We talked to um, when was it? We talked to Eric Bacon. I uh, think last week's that show. That was last week's show yeah. with with Celestial, Celestial Cruises that does the Greek islands, and those are mid-sized ships, smaller ships. You'll be on Quark uh, in Antarctica. What does that hold? Four hundred people. This one's two hundred ninety-nine. Two hundred people. Yeah. Uh, okay. So you want does the the size of the ship matter? There's not a right or wrong answer, but you want to know that. What is the cabin category? There's an inside, no windows, mm-hmm. an ocean view with windows or on older ships a porthole, a balcony cabin, and then you get into the suites. But with your cabin selection, you want to know is my view, assuming it's not an inside cabin, is my view obstructed or unobstructed? I can give you a great balcony cabin or, or pitcher window cabin, and all there is is a lifeboat in front of it. Yeah. That's what you want. The other is what is really included. And lastly, who's the target audience? If I get a Disney brochure, there's going to be a bunch of kids on it because mm-hmm. they'll take anybody. They'll take a senior citizen couple by themselves, but that's not who they're targeting. Right. Contrast that with something like a Seaborn or Oceana, it's more of uh, you know that 45 to 70 country club relaxed atmosphere. Yeah. Those are the questions. Now, there are some cabins you ought to avoid. Yes. I would avoid down low on the ship to the back because sometimes you'll get engine noise or a vibration. Under the theater is or above the theater. Either option can be a little noisy at times. Uh, you don't want – I don't like to be on the very top – passenger deck where above you is the pool deck because you hear people dragging chairs all the time. And I try not to be right next to the elevator that you hear the noise there. I like to be a little ways away yeah, from but, the elevator. But I like the, the stairs or elevator very close. Mm-hmm. Another one, and I want to be careful how I say this, avoid the, the teen club and the kids club area. I love kids. I, I want to cruise with my grandchildren. 
But unless you have the kids, there's going to be a lot of running up and down Mm -hmm. that particular hallway. Yes. So I would stay away from the kids. Now, if you have kids, it's a a great great place. place. It's a great place to go. Uh, There's two pricing strategies. Very quickly, one is basic. It's cruise only. You can pay a higher amount and get free stuff. Like what? Uh, Wi-Fi, gratuities, drink Drinks. package, dining. But they say it's free. Yeah, it's free. Yeah, yeah. And I'm the Easter Bunny. Hey, we come back. We got an email from Dan in Idaho about the Egyptian endowment on the Travel Show. Yorana, and welcome back to the Travel Show. I'm Larry Gelwix, the getaway guru, joined by John Potter with Morris Columbus Travel, where you always travel more and pay less. We're on the island of Raiatea, deep in the heart of Polynesia, on day 10 of our two-week South Pacific cruise with a wonderful group of travel show listeners. Uh, John, you've heard me say that, I, I mean, we both host a number of tours. Yes. And I love them all. I love this one. Mm-hmm. But you've heard me say, if I could name one tour that I'd like to take people on, it's Thailand. Oh, yes. I have a love affair with Thailand. If you could host a tour anywhere in the world and take some of our travel show family with you, where would it be? Uh, probably Walt Disney World. Why am I not surprised? <laughs> I've, you, I've, t- I've taken several groups there, and I absolutely love would it. Would you treat everyone to a churro? Absolutely. Yeah. They do have good churros. <laughs> oh, yes. They're expensive. They're like six bucks or something. Yeah. But they are really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, every year I host a Thailand and Legends of Siam. I don't even know how to describe my love affair with uh, Thailand. But we do it so differently. We see all the usual stuff. And you only want to go to Southeast Asia November through February, maybe even the first week of March because of the weather. The weather is delightful at this time of year. We'll visit Bangkok. We fly up to Chiang Rai, visit probably the second best botanical garden in the world. Uh, Buchart is number one, but mm-hmm. the royal family's garden was patterned after Buchart. It's not as big. It is big. I mean, really big. Mm-hmm. But Buchart's 55 acres. Well, Buchart is huge. And this is probably half the size, mm-hmm. you know, 25, 30 acres. Uh, we visit the royal residence up in Chiang Mai. Uh, Chiang Rai, we go to uh, Chiang Mai, then down to Phuket. My favorite activity, we try to do things that are that are so unusual. So when we're on the island of Phuket, which is my favorite of the uh, archipelago of islands, we go out to Pangong Bay, and it's a bay, so there's and it, f- it feeds into the Indian Ocean. <coughs> and the mountains in the bay look like gumdrops have been dropped. Put there. If I showed you pictures, you'd recognize it. Mm-hmm. And many of them are hollow. I mean hollow all the way up to the clouds. You can't see it from the outside. So we've about one hour on a large boat, just our group. And uh, it's a... It's a beautiful boat. We'll have some, uh, they serve some great food on board. And then we'll go to several of these islands. And everybody, we get a kayak, two people per kayak, and the third person is your your guide. 
You don't have to paddle, they paddle. And there's always passageways, tunnels from the outside. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Right into the interior of the island. When you see the brochure at MMETours.com, you just click on Asia and find my tour. I'm hosting it. You've got to see the pictures of these islands on the interior. And some of them have tropical birds, monkeys, uh, and you're gliding through. It's all water in the interior. Mm-hmm. And you're gliding through these islands, and it's like a bit of the Garden of Eden, where we are today in French Polynesia and Jurassic Park without the dinosaurs. I, I don't even know how to describe the beauty of this place. And people tell me, Larry... I never in my wildest dreams thought I would do something so exciting, so adventurous. It's very easy. It's uh, good for people of any stress level. Uh, But it's Thailand and the legends of Siam. I keep this to only 38 people. We're two-thirds sold out now, including myself being the Mm -hmm. 38. At the end of the tour, we have an option to go up to Angkor Wat, Cambodia, well, you're in the neighborhood. You've well, got to do that. Got to do that. It's yeah. I'll have to talk about my friend Butin, who is our guide there. How he was kidnapped by the Khmer Rouge at age 12, forced into the militia, escaped at age 16, and he he. I always tell him relate this experience four years as a guerrilla, at age 12. And forced to engage in gun battles, planting mines in the ground at oh, age wow. 14. Or w- literally with a gun to his head, you do it. Or they'd already murdered his parents mm. and other neighbors, and they kidnapped him, the Khmer Rouge. That, that was the terrorist group, 1975 to 1979. Pol Pot was the evil, evil leader of that. But he finally made an escape when he was 16. And cross the border into Thailand. And I always ask him, listen, it's very emotional. Oh, he, he weeps. He's now in his early 50s. Mm-hmm. He absolutely weeps when he tells him. I always say, you don't have to do this. but And he only does it for my group. It's too personal, but we are dear friends. I, I asked him once if he's, uh, he'd never been, he's never been out of Cambodia or Thailand. I said, have you ever seen snow? That's when he told me he'd never been out of Thailand or Cambodia. I'd seen it on television. Mm-hmm. So on my next trip, you know a snow globe, you shake it? Yes. And the snow falls. Mm-hmm. I took him a large one. And to this day, it is sitting on the front in his little room. Uh, as a very small, I've been to his house, very small house, very humble. And it sits on the table mm-hmm. in the one-room house. And the, uh, he always says, Oh, Mr. Larry. He calls me Kun Larry. Kun means Mr. Mm-hmm. Kun Larry. Kun Larry. It is snowing at my house. <laughs> well, you will meet Butin 
uh, my dear Cambodian friend, he'll tell you the story and you will weep with him. We do so many extraordinary things. The tour itself, Thailand, is February 3rd to the 14th. The brochure says February 1st because that we leave at midnight on the first cross, the international dateline. That is one I, I know, we got like a dozen spaces, six rooms left. Yeah, and they will sell out. It always, it always, always sells out. Received an email from Dan in Idaho Falls several months ago. <clears throat> Dan Hone, this is not the Dan that sent the email. Yeah. Uh, and I talked about the so-called Egyptian endowment. I briefly, he asked me to, he only caught part of it, if I could explain that again. Uh, I want to emphasize, I am only talking about ancient temple rituals. I am not making any comparison to any modern religious ritual. If you want to make that jump, you're welcome to do it. Um, in graduate school, Hebrew and Coptic, Coptic being one of the Egyptian languages and religion were in my graduate studies. I've always had a fascination with Egypt. It was there uh, in March. I had a group that we took to Egypt and then over to Israel. And then in April, I had an Israel-only group. In, in short, the Egyptians had a great belief in the afterlife. And they wanted to prepare themselves. And so there were temple rituals that one would do to prepare oneself for an afterlife. And they believed in merit or you uh, good deeds and that you'd be judged by your good deeds. And so one could go to the temple, and this is really the, the upper class, not the peasant class. Uh, the upper class would have the opportunity to go to the temple. And again, I'm only talking about ancient rituals. You'd change your clothes. You'd be ceremoniously anointed with water and with oil. And then you'd have an escort that would take you to the Hall of Judgment. There, you they had a, a prayer in a circle. And uh, then you were to at, be asked the 42 questions of Ma'at. And uh, the questions differ slightly depending on the translation that you get. But they all deal with moral character. Have you been honest? Have you helped those in need? Have you been generous? Have you been fair in the marketplace? Uh, have you, uh, one question is, have you committed adultery with your neighbor's wife? You know, that kind of gets right to the point. You know, have you been moral? And the last question has always intrigued me, the 42nd question. It's like an, an interview. Are you worthy of the afterlife? Is there one person who is glad that you lived. That's kind of a sobering thought. I was thinking about it. I turned to Kathy. Kathy? Uh, Kathy, how would you? Kathy? <laughs> she hasn't given me an answer yet. Just kidding. Still thinking about it. And then you're taken to a curtain or a partition or a veil. And there's a person behind this curtain. And that person behind the curtain will ask you questions. And you will give your answers. And then if you successfully answer the question, the curtain is parted. And your escort would say, this person, having been found faithful, desires to enter into the presence of God. The person behind the curtain will then 
take you by the hand and pull you through and simply say, never mind. You then are escorted into the presence of God. Now, this was what they believed would happen, and so they would practice it. Going to the temple was a ritual to prepare you for the afterlife. Um, and it, you know, it, it's, I tell you, this, uh, by the way, that, that term temple endowment is not necessarily a religious or a denominational term. It's a secular term. This is what people call it. One of the best books written on the Egyptian endowment is by Dr. Hugh Nibley. It was published by Deseret Book. It is out of print, but you can find it on Amazon. And Dr. Nibley was one of my graduate professors in first century Christian literature. And I've got some great stories on Dr. Nibley. But uh, for Dan in Idaho Falls, I hope that answers your question. Uh, we have a Egypt tour next year that only has a few cabins left. It is with Ama Waterways. You'll spend three days in Cairo visiting the pyramids, the Sphinx. The pyramids are out in Giza, a suburb, uh, the third largest city. It's Cairo, Alexandria, and Giza. Uh, and, you know, the pyramids, the purpose is they were funeral tombs for the pharaohs. And so we'll, you'll visit that in Giza and Memphis, Saqqara. You'll go to the National Museum, which is just mind-boggling. By the way, they're building a new Cairo Museum out in Giza. 50,000 objects that have never been uh, before been displayed will be at this new Giza. It should open this year. Well, that'd be I'm, nice I to am, see. Yeah, I'm anxious to see that. Then you'll fly up to Luxor. And I've always said, if you haven't seen Luxor, you haven't seen Egypt and the Valley of the Kings, the the, you'll see the mummified body of King Tutankhamun. Uh, actually, his name was Tutankhamun. Uh, we call it Tutankhamun. Tutankhamun. And uh, all, a seven-day Nile cruise back to Cairo. Book this. This is an unescorted tour, but it's with Egyptologists there at mmetours.com or your favorite Morris Columbus travel advisor. Welcome back to the Travel Show. And for the last time, I'll say Yorana. Greetings from the island of Raiatea, deep in the heart of French Polynesia. I think the most mind-boggling place on the planet is the islands of French Polynesia. We'll be uh, visiting, uh, what, Bora Bora tomorrow. Yes. Then Morea, properly pronounced Moorea. Mm -hmm. And then on to the fabled island of Tahiti. We disembark the ship on the 31st, fly home that night, arriving home June the 1st. Yeah. And so a week from today, we'll be back in studio in Salt Lake City and give you a full report. We're on day 10 of a two-week cruise from Hawaii to Tahiti and everything in between. And don't forget, if you've obviously missed this one, but next January, I have a wonderful Heart of Polynesia cruise We'll be visiting New Zealand, Samoa, Tonga, and Fiji. You can get all the details at mmetours.com. John, you've got an interesting program coming up, too. Yes, here we're in beautiful, warm Tahiti, and I'm thinking of Antarctica. And so this is top of my bucket list, has been for years. I'm finally going to check it off. 
I've got a, a small ship cruise, 199 passengers on Quark. Perfect, perfect size. Yeah, and we're going the perfect time, January 2nd through the 14th of 2024. So we're still over a year out, and uh, it's going to be amazing. We're going to fly to Buenos Aires, spend one night there, and then fly down to Ushuaia, and we live out of Ushuaia. We actually stop and can set foot onto the continent of Antarctica, see all the penguins, which I'm so excited. We're going to sail the Drake Passage. It's going to be a great time. Uh, so you can find a brochure at columbusvacations.com. And it's going to be a small group. It's a small ship. It's going to be a small group. But we're going to have an amazing time, once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. You know what I like about that cruise, John, is that you don't just cruise Antarctica. You set foot. Yes, on. you're immersed into you really the continent. Are. You know, one of my favorite countries, I've probably been there, I'm guessing, 20 times, is Japan. Mm -hmm. I have a love affair with Japan. And, uh, you know, when you think of Japan, several things come to mind. Let's start with food. Mm. What are some of your favorite Japanese food? Teriyaki chicken would be my favorite. But, of course, the staple being a single man, ramen. Uh, you know, a good a good bowl. I'm not talking about that 25-cent yeah. pack of trash yeah. noodles. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a really good bowl that has it's vegetables what you add and to meat. It. Oh, yes. that is the perfect meal. Mm -hmm. Do you like tempura? I do. Probably not tempura shrimp. Not tempura shrimp, no. Could you get a, a filet tempura or something? Probably. Or, or, well, here on the Norwegian Spirit at the, the Tempanyaki restaurant, mm -hmm. it's think uh, Benihan of Tokyo. Yeah. I love the Tempanyaki. Yeah. Some of my other favorite foods um, is shabu shabu. Now, that's a Japanese treat. You sit at a table, and you have a pot of boiling broth. And you can get a vegetable broth or a chicken or a beef broth. Some people just do it with water. And you have thinly sliced meats, or if you're vegetarian, vegetables only. But thinly sliced meats, I mean razor thin, and vegetables, and with you just dip, you drop them into the boiling broth, it cooks them, you pull them out, and you eat it with all sorts of side dishes. Oh, sounds good. Uh, and then gyoza. Now that's like potstickers, a Japanese potsticker. And I will tell you at the they taste different in Japan, uh, different than Japanese restaurants here. But there's a reason that most people haven't visited Japan, although it has a great demand. What's that reason? Price. Japan is flat-out expensive. Mm -hmm. We have found a way around it. I've never seen a deal like this. And this particular cruise tour really is selling well right now. Yeah. It's, I call it the Empire of Japan and Korea. We will be on a princess cruise, the Diamond Princess. By the way, I was on the inaugural of the Diamond. It's a great ship. Mm -hmm. And we sail round trip from Tokyo, actually Yokohama, which is the port city right. for Tokyo right there. And we see Japan. The only thing we really don't see is up north, the northern island of Hokkaido. But we'll visit Shimizu. That's the, the Japanese Alps and Mount Fuji. On to Osaka. I, I love Osaka, it's the gateway to Kyoto and the Nijo Castle. Kyoto is like Disneyland, Fairyland, the Gold Pavilion. Then on to Kochi, Hiroshima, and we'll visit the Peace Park. You've seen pictures of that building that's still partially there that was hit 
course, in the uh, drop of the bomb. Mm -hmm. We have some relaxing days at sea. We actually go over to South Korea to Jeju, mm -hmm. which is in the south of South Korea, and then return to Nagasaki, and then up to Tokyo. This is what is insane, is all of this, the cruise, all your meals on board, rates start at just fifteen thirty nine per person plus taxes. Mm -hmm. Now, we are going to be offering, we don't have it out yet, we have the cruise out, we will be adding a three-day pre-cruise Tokyo option. Jenny has already told me, my daughter Jenny, her husband is, is of Japanese ancestry. Mm -hmm. They're going to come along because he's still got some distant relatives there. You want to know what Jenny's going to do on the free day in Tokyo? I know Jenny, and I know it's going to be Tokyo gonna, Disneyland. Yeah, others want to go to the Tokyo Temple. We're going to have a Tokyo City tour. Do, do think about this one, the Empire of Japan and Korea. The cruise dates are April 2nd to the 11th, 2023. Well, we're going to close it out here in Raiatea with the Tahitian greeting of thank you, Maruru. And we'll see you next week back in studio in Salt Lake City. Thanks for joining us. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.